When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talking about the Penn State offensive line, current and future on the BWI Daily Edition. It's been a common topic over the last couple of months here on the BWI Daily. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. Um, There's a lot to get to today. Might not be the longest show ever, but it is going to be jam-packed with what I think is really interesting information, especially if you've been following along in recruiting. So the main thing we're going to do today is you're going to finally meet Landon Tangwall, the Potential breakout star of the 2022 season along the offensive line. I'll get into all of that stuff coming up in just a little bit. We actually got a chance to meet him for the first time. Penn State doesn't allow their freshmen, especially their true freshmen, uh, to come on campus and and be thrown to the wolves to us, the media, unless they've had some training first, which they take the first year to do. Because it is not normal to have a camera in your face and talk. This doesn't feel normal to me right now. And I'm controlling everything that's said. I'm not getting questions peppered at me all over the place by people that, you know, are trying to get stuff out of you. So they go through a training, they go through a little bit of uh, media savvy, and then they're allowed, we're allowed to talk to them, which makes sense. And, and I was excited to talk to him because I don't remember a time I haven't been impressed by Landon Tangwall on the football field. From his junior tape all the way to what he did last season, he's just been such an impressive football player because not only is he the size that you see on the field, 6'6", 330, but he just has a way of playing that's good. Like, he knows how to play football. So I was curious to see what kind of person he was, what his personality was like. I was not disappointed. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But the first thing we've got to get to here on uh, the Daily Edition is it was a big weekend in Penn State recruiting. And uh, there were two camps this weekend. One of Penn State's biggest camps, the Whiteout Camp, took place Saturday. The Elite Showcase Camp was on Sunday. So Blue White Illustrated was at both camps. We got you covered over there. We've had wall-to-wall coverage all weekend on what we saw, some of the important players there, and some of the reactions coming out after that, including Penn State sending out an offer out of the Whiteout Camp and... uh. You know, what's coming up next with that? Ryan Snyder has that uh, at an article, bluewhiteillustrated.com right now. It's a premium content article, so a great time to get that $1 sign-up for 12 months of access. So you can get the inside information, know what's happening coming out of uh, the Blue White uh, Whiteout Camp and uh, the Elite Showcase Camp. But a bunch of different things, including a photo gallery over at bluewhiteillustrated.com if you want to check that out, see the players that stood out to us. Um, and also, we got some video content for you as well. We were able to get all of the one-on-ones in offense uh, for pass protection and pass rush on the YouTube channel. So if you're listening to me here on the podcast, always love you listening. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you're listening on Spotify or, I don't know, you somehow have wired this through a ham radio. I don't know. There's a million different ways to listen to audio. Just plug in the coordinates, 
subscribe and you never miss any of that but you should subscribe to our youtube channel as well so you don't miss any highlights and video content coming out of the camps this summer because we are going to be at all of them in numbers uh so full disclosure i was not at the whiteout camp this weekend uh my nephew graham is graduating so i was at his uh, at his graduation party getting my butt kicked by a bunch of 18-year-olds playing flag football. So that's what I was doing while a bunch of 18-year-olds were uh, competing at the whiteout camp. And uh, I did get to see the video on our YouTube channel. And I'll just give you my quick reactions to that because I think they're important. There's some really important stuff in there that I think you can see clearly even just off three minutes of video. The first thing is that the player that stood out the most to me was actually from 2024. Cooper Cousins, uh, the four-star commit in the class of 2024, committed super early uh, from McDowell High School in Erie, and he is very impressive. He is impressive on his high school tape, but seeing him, again, you know, amongst his peers at the whiteout camp, he was playing center in the one-on-one -on -one drills. He looked very impressive. Now, the first rep, it's really, it's kind of a journey on the video. The first rep is not quite as good as what you would expect. And then you can see him getting some coaching, from uh, offensive line coach Phil Troutwine. You can see him take that coaching and then immediately apply it. And that, I think, is really impressive. That is very important. And then you can see an immediate difference just in the way he was blocking and the tools he's got to work with. And that's the other thing that stood out to me is he looks like he's all 6'5", 280-something pounds. I actually don't even know what we have him listed uh, on at on three right now because I wasn't paying attention to what he was six months ago because it was going to be bigger no matter what and just looking at him on film I I know he's playing center right now I think that that's a, a temporary location he could be a tackle I think Pense could have found a very good tackle prospect super early in the process he is quick he's got good feet great balance great size he could be as big as he needs to be by his senior season so Penn State identifying great talent early and I I was really impressed, but he wasn't the only one I was impressed with. You know, you've got the, I, th I think he's the 33rd overall player uh, in the on three consensus in, um, no, in the on three ranking, excuse me, in Alex Birchmeyer. And he was exactly what you'd expect, just dominated people. And then something interesting, something that I talked about on uh, the Blue White Illustrated YouTube channel, either here on the Daily Edition or on their film evaluations, was a bit of a flip flop here. Bit of the changes, what I was kind of expecting, was um, Anthony Donko, when they're all lined up together playing on the interior. I think we've seen that's pretty clear that he's going to be an interior player, at least for now. He's got the length to play outside, but he seems more comfortable on the inside. And Javen Williams, the interior player, was playing tackle. Uh, with that group, the only group, the only player from the class of 24 and 25, uh, 23 and 24 that was missing was a four-star tackle guard prospect, Josh Miller. Everyone else was in attendance, and when they were building their line, Javen Williams was at the tackle position, which is something that I saw on his film that I thought was pretty clear. And uh, Ryan Slater, I know he wrote over at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com, clearly has more room to grow, too. He was one of the one of the leanest offensive linemen in that group. So he's listed at 290 pounds. He can get as big as he want. I think he's got the feet to play tackle. So Penn State doing a great job on the offensive line. Check out all that information. Just check out the video if you're here on the YouTube channel. Even if you pause, I'm fine with that and go check it out. I think it's that interesting. And then come back and 
watch the rest of the video. And if you're, again, if you're listening on podcasts, go over and check it out. But uh, bluewhiteillustrated.com, you can get all the information, all the inside information as well on the comings and goings out of the whiteout camp and, of course, out of the Elite Showcase. Some of the players I saw that I thought were interesting. Uh, there was a quarterback, Adrian Posse from Miami. He's a 2024 player. Huge dude. 6'4 and a half, 220 pounds. Uh, he's a four-star player in the class, according to uh, the On 300. I think he's a little bit underrated. I, I've got to dive into his film, but he's an immediate standout of a guy I'm going to check out going forward. So some of the highlights from this weekend, and of course coming up tomorrow, the recruiting show is going to dive deep on all of that stuff. They're going to give you the inside information on what happened, the 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 important factors out of the uh, the whiteout camp. That's coming up tomorrow on the BWI Daily Edition. But let's get to um, Landon Tangwall here on the show because he is really the start of everything we just talked about. All those really impressive offensive linemen, all those guys that presumably, as long as they stay committed, will be on the line at uh, Penn State in the future. Landon Tangwall kicked it off in 2021, and from the very beginning, watching his film, he has been so much fun to watch. Played last season, despite the fact that he only played about 182 snaps, he was one of the best players for the Nittany Lions last season. And he played, despite that limited number of snaps, three separate positions, filling in in a critical situation at left tackle, seeing a couple reps at the end of the season against Michigan State there, playing left guard for a little bit, and right guard during the bowl game. And I asked him jokingly, is there a position you haven't played? And, of course, he gave me a serious answer. Yeah, I, I don't think I've taken any center reps yet. But, you know, that's one thing I, I thought I want to work on uh, at some point. You know, summer's probably a good time for that. So I definitely want to try to start getting snaps because, obviously, you know, especially, you know, here, NFL, whatever, being, you know, being versatile for offensive line is probably one of the number one traits. You know, if you can only play one position, you know, it kind of hurts you. So. <laughs> I love that casual NFL reference. Not that it's like I'm going to the NFL, like, ah, eh, you know, the NFL, whatever it is, when it is, which getting way ahead of myself. Just if you take a look at, at Landon Tangwall, and again, if you're, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, just he is the exact size you want for a, a NFL offensive lineman already. Like the physical size is all there. And from a versatility standpoint, you mentioned that, you know, whether it's here in college or in the NFL, versatility is number one thing. He's been focusing on that pretty much his entire life, apparently. Yeah, yeah, no, I and I always kind of figured there's a chance that I would, you know, kick inside the guard. Um, so I always kind of saw that happening eventually. Um, so I was prepared. I was, I was, I've always practiced, you know, guard and tackle. Um, so yeah, I just want to be, you know, as versatile as possible. That's been that's been a big uh, emphasis for me. And that's. So it, it's interesting when, you, when you're going through the recruiting process or you're sitting here, and I was talking about Cooper Cousins playing tackle someday or Javen Williams playing tackle someday or Anthony Donko maybe being a better fit at guard. These guys are still playing the positions they play in high school. So at good counsel, Landon Tangwall was a tackle. He came in last season and played tackle for Penn State. Uh, but we've I've always seen him, in, and the recruiting services you know, back this up. They've always seen him as an interior offensive lineman. If there's anything that Landon Tangwall lacks, and I don't know that it's necessarily lacking, but maybe a little bit of length to play on the um, on the perimeter of the pocket at tackle, 
even though he did very well last season, and maybe just a little bit of foot quickness, a little bit of lateral agility that you'd like to have against elite rushers, but clearly he'd be one of the better tackles the Penn State's had in quite some time if he did play at that position, but uh, for the time being, and, and it seems pretty clear, he's going to be on the interior, and I think that's where his best position is. But it's always interesting hearing a guy saying, yeah, I always figured I'd play guard, like it was always a possibility, even though he was thinking of himself the whole time as a tackle, which is kind of the opposite of uh, of how we were viewing things. Uh, the next thing he talked about was offensive line coach Phil Troutwine, who has been topic of conversation this offseason for a number of reasons, but it was interesting to get perspectives from the offensive line and the, the linemen on what he's like as a coach. What is he doing to help them, and, and how does it get into that? And for a, for a guy that has the confidence of Alanon Tangwell and has the abilities... What he needs, apparently, is just the information. Just just give him the information. Don't don't yell at him. He doesn't need that part. I mean, obviously, he's got, a, he's, got, he's got great experience. You know, Florida played in the league. I think that's been awesome. But he's, he's, he's a great – he's just a great coach. And I was talking – I don't know if you were here, but he really – he doesn't really yell at all, which I was saying, which I love, because he really teaches you and really talks to you instead of, you know, just screaming at you. And, you know, it, it really just helps me, you know, understand what I went, went wrong and how I can improve it. So that's that's been really helpful. Lynn. That makes sense to me. Like, this is something, just for real, this is something I've never understood. Like, if you're not self-motivated and you're not uh, angry enough to play football, for lack of a better word, if you are if you don't have that fire in you, I just assumed you didn't see the field. Like, I just assumed that wasn't something that ever happened. So what players need is not somebody to motivate them and yell at them and scream at them, but give them the information in the way that they need it. So we all learn differently, right? We all have different modes of learning. And uh, Lennon Tangwell needs to be taught. He needs to understand what's going on in order to execute. And that's really what he needs because all the other stuff uh, from technique to, you know, his his just raw power is all there. Not to say that Phil Trowan isn't helping him with all of those things to enhance them, but understanding what's going on in the football field and making sure that you know what you're trying to do Along the offensive line is half the battle because there are so many different combinations of things that can happen pre and post snap uh, for an offensive line run blocking. And that's something that, that I don't think I've talked about enough here on the show is when we talk about what happens post snap, most of the time I'm talking about the quarterback reading the defense to know what the coverage is, where to throw the football. But the offensive line has a very specific job on every single play. Each one of them have to execute a block and you have to trust that the guy next to you knows what he's doing so if the defense deviates from what they're showing you before the snap you all have to adjust in in sync after the snap or else somebody runs free so that level of information that level of understanding that's it's partly the chemistry of knowing and seeing it together but it's also everyone being on the same page everyone knowing the offense the same level and, and that is what Landon Tangwall said he likes about Phil Troutwine is you don't just learn your job, you learn the blocking scheme. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely difficult. I think Coach Troutwine does a great job of kind of making us learn the whole offense. It's not like, all right, you learn tackle, you learn guard. So when I first got here, I think he did a great job of kind of, you know, teaching me the, the offensive line as a whole. 
and you know on our tests and stuff we have to write out what everybody does we don't just write out our position you know we write out what the whole offensive line does for this play versus this front so I think he's done a great job you know so I'm you know I'm ready to go in and tackle guard I mean I know what the center does on every play it's not like I don't know if for some reason I needed to you know I know what they do you know that type of deal so I think I think that's really uh credit to the coaches for that definitely I, again that's I this is another interesting point when you hear it phrased like that if you want to know why an offensive lineman wasn't playing early in the season and he's learning the entire offense, multiple positions, plus the technique and all those other things, it takes a little bit of time to get a guy in there. And if you don't have to, if you have players that can, you have a system and a way of winning with, then you'll de you'll delay putting a guy, even as talented as Tangwall in, until you feel like you're not rushing the situation. And... He was forced into the lineup, even at the end of last season, and he was able to produce because, I don't know if you noticed this, but he's incredibly smart and, and very confident. We've talked to a lot of true fre we are a lot of redshirt freshmen in the past. We've talked to a lot of maybe even older guys that the whole situation maybe intimidates them a little bit. I don't think there's anything in the world that intimidates Landon Dengwall. No, there's just nothing that I imagine phases that guy. He's got. I was standing there talking to him and, and listening to him respond to other player, other other media members, and the first thing that came to mind is like this guy is just an offensive lineman. He's got the personality for it. He's got the the physical ability for it, and he's got the mental ability for it. And that's why I think when you look at next season, this is. This is one of the reasons why I'm more optimistic than, than I think some people are when it comes to the offensive line and their ability to take a step forward because the talent level is different. The player ability is different. And even if it's just Landon Tangwall, and maybe he's not the left tackle where he can make the biggest difference, and the, the biggest difference you wouldn't even notice, by the way, because the left tackle is a preventative situation in pass protection. I think he can make a tangible difference in the run game and and enhance the Penn State offense to where they're more explosive this year on the ground. They're going to be a little bit better balanced in year two under Mike Yersich. He can block. He can do all of it. And that left side of the offensive line, as long as those two new starters are able to play up to a level of they know what they're doing and they're not making a lot of mental mistakes. And I think, again, you can see from Landon Tangwall, very smart, self-possessed player. He didn't make mistakes as a freshman. Now he's got another year under his belt. I, I think that you're going to see a, a huge step forward from him. He was one of PFF's uh, potential breakout players um, this, this offseason because of what he did in that small sample size and, and how exactly he looked on the field. The last thing he did talk about was, and this is, didn't say all that much, but he did give us a little bit of insight into uh, Cornell transfer Hunter Norzad, who joined the program shortly before we recorded this uh, and has now been on, on campus for a while, but gave us some quick impressions of what Norzad brought and what he's uh, gotten to know of him so far. Yeah, I mean, like I say, you bring a ton of knowledge to the table playing, you know, just playing college football for that long. You, you know, you, you gained a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience. Uh, obviously, he's got an awesome build. You know, big dude. Uh, so, no, I mean, we're really excited for him. Oh, and by the way, uh, we did ask if he was okay and what was what happened with the, his cheek there, and he used the company line of Penn State doesn't talk about injuries. So, we're curious. Again, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, if you don't know what I'm talking about uh, on the podcast, like, he's got a uh, 
looks like a something going on with his face. There's there's some stitches. There's something going on, uh, but no comment on that part. But I don't. Again, couple stitches in the face. You're talking to the media, and he acts like it didn't happen. A, just the little clue is telling you this dude is an offensive lineman. So uh, excited to see what he has for next year for Penn State football. We'll get to know a couple other players uh, that we we met for the first time, including uh, Zaki Wheatley, um, Jamari Budden, and we'll uh, we'll talk to Jordan Vandenberg, who I've been accused of having a man crush a couple of different places on Jordan Vandenberg. I think that is an accurate way of putting that. So that'll do it today for the BWI Daily Edition. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. Stay tuned here on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts for all that stuff. We'll be back tomorrow with a recruiting show. <laughs>